Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah. Wow. Happy, happy hour. We made it. Right? If ever there was a week to, you know, maybe glug, 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 glug. I mean, not Rudy Giuliani glug, 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 but you know, I'm just saying, I mean. Oh, you can drink like it's Rudy Giuliani. When Malcolm Nance, the triumphant return of Malcolm Nance, and Malcolm Nance says, this is some bullshit. I can't believe what I just saw in these January 6th hearings. You know it's some bullshit. No lie detected. Right. And he wrote the book. He literally wrote the book before this happened. They want to kill Americans. Uh, about this Trump insurgency and also Representative Jackie Spear, who I have to tell you, people, Travis, on Twitter said they were crying when they heard her recount how she put her face down on the floor of the Capitol. That was emotional. Saying, I am going to die. I didn't die in Guyana. Right. When she was part of the Jonestown massacre, yeah. she said, I, oh, my God, I didn't die in that foreign country. I'm going to die here today on, in the capital of the United States. In the capital of democracy. Right. Right. Um, she's amazing. I, she's been amazing telling her personal story of abortion, as a lot of women have that, by the way, don't want to necessarily have to tell the most personal, painful stories in their lives, but, you know, do to empower other women and talk about being one of the one in four women who's had an abortion. You know, can I, I, the, the, I had a conversation with some friends about the telling the stories, yeah. and it, it is something personal. It's something yeah. you shouldn't have to tell, yeah. but it's the same way that, you know, Gay and lesbian people for years have been coming yeah. out of the closet and trans people coming out of the closet. And what changes is when you know someone who has experienced it. That's right. And you you know that changes your perception of it. So the same thing applies to abortion. And, and there shouldn't be shame yeah. or astigmatism around abortion. Yeah. Just yeah. like there's, there's not a, st- a shame or stigmatism about being gay anymore. Yeah. And also I, just the parallels. Malcolm Nance talking about being in the middle literally of a terrorist attack. Yeah. Uh, by Russia on Ukraine and literally putting his money where his mouth is fighting. It, with the Ukrainian forces over there, watching, you know, what's happening over here and talking about the terrorist attack on at the capital of, of, our, of our country, of the, of the, tried the attempted overthrow of the United States of America. Yeah. So I, this is, the mo- it might not be the happiest happy hour, but it's the most important. It's a necessary happy hour. Because this is some hour. fucking bullshit this week, people. Drink up.
Well, you know I'm a healthy eater and eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more there's no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat no prepping cooking or cleanup is needed flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required head on over to factormeals.com liberal 50 and use that code liberal 50 to get 50 percent off once again the code liberal 50 at factormeals.com liberal 50 for 50 percent off as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, how many treasons later are we? Welcome home, sailor. Well, I wish I was home. I'm not actually home at all. I, I know. Won't be home until the tenth. I know, I know. But hopefully, you'll be home soon, and I will meet you in Times Square for a super big kiss. How about that? All right. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm. You know, the most staggering part of this is how much absolute craziness is going on back there. I well, we couldn't talk to you at a better time. First of all, I, we are so proud of you. You've uh, obviously been over. Uh, you know, fighting, helping Ukraine. Um, and by the way, your book launch, because first of all, it's a must read, but um, you want to pre-sell 10,000 copies, um, launch it for the Legion. You're donating 100,000 from the royalties um, to the work that you're doing. You you need a million more to buy ambulances and trucks to help um, support Ukraine. So anyway, proud of you. I'm scared, uh, you know, less about it. I want you to come home. But anyway, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what's happening here. Our, you just you tweeted uh, 62, ta- 62 days before one six. I warned on real time that Trump would start a political paramilitary insurgency to seize American democracy. It has begun. I detailed the Trump insurgency in my latest book, and it is entitled They Want to Kill Americans, the Militias, Terrorists and Deranged Ideology of the Trump Insurgency. I have to get your take right away on what we saw yesterday, Malcolm. Pretty much confirming well, everything was, you just said. Well, that was crazy. I think my, my the only tweet that I make, I, I, it's very hard for me to tweet. Yeah. We have very limited Wi-Fi, and all I can do is retweet most of the time right. other people's comments. But the only tweet I put out yesterday was, what the actual F? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Trump ordered the magnetometers turned off at the Capitol? In order to allow people with guns in the building, knowing that he ordered, he insane. ordered the code. He ordered the code red. Here we are. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You're dang right. He ordered the code red. <laughs> I mean, this. I, I, you know, I was hearing. I couldn't get everything all at once. You know, I actually had to watch the recap of uh, Ari Melber and and then the special coverage. Yeah. And I thought, this is the most crazy thing. You know, I predicted there would be an insurrection, an insurgency. An insurgency is multiple insurrections. And the January 6th insurrection was 
way more than that. It was a highly involved, detailed plot to overthrow the government of the United States. And he wanted to walk in there onto the floor of the house after they had stopped it like the Grand Poobah and proclaim himself king. Even I couldn't have thought anything that crazy. They would be throwing that script out the door if it was a made-for-TV movie. This is nuts. We are in more grave danger than I even wrote about. And let me tell you, this hearing is the kickoff for them. They don't believe a word of it. They have been arming. They have been preparing. They're talking openly about civil war. And, you know, that book was finished a year ago, Steffi. A year ago, and the and, you know publishing at, being what it is, you couldn't get a print. And look, but and look at can I say are. while you've been over doing uh, you know heroes work really in Ukraine, look what's happened. Buffalo, all that we've learned about January sixth. What's the title of your book? They want to kill Americans, right? And, and yeah, you know, as you write in this, you know, we're just the synopsis here. The post twenty twenty election urge to return to a place of normalcy to forget is the worst response we can have. American militiamen, terrorists, radicalized political activists are already armed in mass numbers, regularly missed in the media, principally because Trump's most loyal and violent foot soldiers benefit from the ultimate privilege of being white. And, and there you go. Yeah, you know, I said this. I said this uh, in a hearing just after January sixth. Uh, they called me to testify before Congress. And one of the things that I, I identified was I said there's a reason they were able to mass on the Capitol, get in there, start pitched lethal battles with the police using spears, American flags as spears and Trump flags as battering rams. They were able to get close because they had the camouflage of white skin. Yeah, that was it. And they were thinking, we're not going to hurt or harm people who are like Donald Trump or ourselves. And that was part of their strategy, was to close in upon the building and seize the building and proclaim Donald Trump president. I wrote that a year ago, and I could not believe it then. And now I'm finding out it's all true. And and this is why people need to buy this book this week, for the next two weeks before this launch. Because these people are not going to take this lying down. They, as, as you know, calls for Donald Trump's arrest or, or indictment or criminality, you, I still every once in a while get these feeds from the right-wing blogosphere and the right-wing world. They live in a crazy alternate reality where we are armed, rampant militants tearing up the world. And they brag about the number of guns they have. They brag about it. And, you know, I'm afraid that by the time that this, you know, we get to book launch on July 12th, they'll have solidified in their heads that they're going to have to do something about the January 6th committee and the people who are uh, investigating it. And, you know, now that they've got their big win in the Supreme Court with Roe versus Wade, they feel empowered that this country is theirs. And, you know, like I wrote in the book. QAnon is back with a, with a, you know, I had written in the book, the QAnon would be the governing ideology of the Republican Party. It's mandatory that yeah. you believe that crazy and, and, stuff right. about pedophiles. And as you always said about January 6th, the violent white supremacist terrorist attack 
just like it Buffalo. And Uvalde, Uvalde was another, El, you know, El Paso meets Sandy Hook. I mean, we, we are in, I, you know, I, I don't even think any of us know how to, as you said, when you're flabbergasted, <laughs> then we know we're in really dangerous territory. I mean, you've warned about the dangers of full-on civil war for a while now. Yeah, well, you know, I'm literally here fighting a war, all right, for those... I'm going I'm to finally let it out to all the losers out there and the Russian uh, bots who keep saying that I'm in a five-star hotel in Poland. I'm on the front, and I have a front-line job, and I carry a weapon, and, uh, you know, this is a battle, and we engage in battles. And then I have to go home. I hit my, my rack on my pallet or whatever, and I look at the freaking news from the United States, and I cannot believe it. Yeah. I cannot believe my own country is on a collision course for an internal split. You and, know, and we're by, trying to fight for democracy here. And, and I, I, I'm going home for 10 days, and I literally am going to have to beg people to defend your own country with your vote. Yeah, I exactly right. I have a friend from Ukraine. and she, After Buffalo, she's like, I don't, and Uvalde, she's like, I, we don't understand. You're doing this to yourselves? And I'm like, yes, I mean, and honestly, Malcolm, ever since before Trump Russia, when you've been warning about all this and the Republican Party's involvement, here they are. They're again sending aid to Ukraine, pushing Putin talking points. We are right back where you and I started with Trump Russia before the 2016 election. And now, by the way, a a Russian missile, of course, just hit this civilian shopping center over there in, uh, um, I can't pronounce it. Yes. Uh, with over a thousand people inside the building, as I've said from day one, this is not a war. This is a terrorist attack on a sovereign nation, and what we're talking well, about I'll in on you. January sixth is a terrorist attack on our nation. I mean, I, I can't. That's ab- right. And vote. Yeah, go ahead. And 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 ours is internal. These people are using the phrase, and when I wrote that book, the phrase "civil war," and it's a and for most of them, it's a race war. It really is. This is Timothy McVeigh stuff, the reason that he blew up the Oklahoma City bombing. He thought that it would incite an armed white uprising in America and that they would start killing liberals. They would start killing blacks and other people. And, as you know, I'm coming back. That's all I'm going to talk about is the juxtaposition between this war on democracy here to eliminate it in this country, which is democratic, free, you know, and then go to my own home. And these people are clamoring for fascism, you know, um, and, and it, to me, I'm, it's like I'm stuck in an alternate universe where, in fact, you know, the United States could become somewhat like where I am yeah. with opposing forces. And it terrifies me. It upsets me. It makes me feel ashamed at times. I mean, look, just the simplest thing where you have know, Supreme Court justices turn out to be straight up MF and liars. Yeah. And now they take away the rights from, uh, from, from an entire class of Americans. And, you know, the, the Republicans on television were saying um, the liberals will now start mass murdering people and attacking people. This is their fantasy. Like that guy said, when do we start killing people? Liberals don't do this stuff. But these are the people who have that, that theme that if you read the book, The Day of the Rope, which is the day they're supposed to go around and start mass murdering Negroes and hanging their white liberal allies. This fantasy has been around since the 50s, 
And now it's taken on a new life in this country. Look, I'm asking people to buy this book. I don't like a bag, but I need this book at number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. And to do that, I got to get another 8,600 freaking copies sold in the next two weeks because so many crazy things have been going on. But I'm telling you, this book is the, it's going to be your final warning. Yeah. I mean, I'm not joking. It is a warning and I'm not being, I'm not being hyperbolic about this. I am not being over the top about this. It's quotes from all of the people who were involved in January 6th and beyond. Somebody just, I read a tweet this morning, Malcolm, there's no such thing as being alarmist anymore. And we joke and call you Shouty McShouterson, (laughs) but you're right. You've been, I mean, (laughs) you've been shouting about this rightfully. And and some people just waking up now in the wake of all of this. Um, By the way, uh, I blurbed this book, which is not important, but what's important is Rachel Maddow said Malcolm Nance is one of the great unsung national security geniuses of the modern era. Um, And that's understating it. So, I don't know. We miss you so much. <laughs> we have missed your voice so much. I mean, I, I'm so proud of you, what you're well, doing. I know what they say. If, you know, Russia stops fighting, there's no more war. If Ukraine stops fighting, there's no more Ukraine. So, you know. That's right. God and bless you. Apply that to America right now. Yeah. Apply that to America. If this is the most important election in the history of the United States coming up. And let me tell you something. A lot of those people with the guns, they won't care how we vote. But they just reelected Lauren Boebert in her primary. Yeah. Uh, we have to take this seriously. I'm telling you, 10,000 of you, I've got 1.1 million followers. 10,000 of you, order the book right now. Pre-order it. If you click the link uh, that I just posted on Twitter or the one that you guys have, yep. it'll take you to every outlet that reports to the New York Times. And if this book's number one in two weeks, Everyone has to pay attention to this warning. Yeah. And we only have a few months before it could go very negative in America. And some of so the money the, goes to the very book. the very oh. cause that uh, oh. Malcolm is fighting with uh, to, to stand. Yeah, with I gave Ukraine. the whole I gave most of the advance to the International Legion. I've spent a hundred thousand dollars. So I'm not making any money here. Yeah. Again, so proud so terrified please stay safe please come home stay safe to us uh, and july tell me the date again the book drops july 12th okay all right and we're gonna and get you, you in studio in la on the 20th yeah. malcolm nance back in the studio it's too much okay <laughs> maybe we'll just get green screen and reenact the Times square kiss <laughs> and i'll be holding right, your i'll be holding your book while you bend me over <laughs> How's that? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sexy right. with a book instead of a candy stripe. All right. <laughs> See you, Sailor. You can promise me you can hurt me with a good time. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you, Malcolm. There he goes. Malcolm Man. Back in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure that Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be, we provide an exception for this they accept the require an exception to the filibuster for this action to deal with the Supreme Court decision. Hang on, I got one more here. Kelly O'Donnell, NBC. 
Thank you, Mr. President. Well, you just made some news saying you would support changing the filibuster rules to codify abortion rights broadly across the country. Right to privacy and not just abortion rights, but yes, abortion rights. Okay, some breaking news this morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. If only we had somebody the to God, talk to. The gods are with us. <laughs> we happened to have one of my sheroes, Representative Jackie Spear, with us this very morning, who's been talking about this issue, among many others. Um, good morning, my shero. <laughs> good morning, Stephanie. Great to be with you. <laughs> Great to be with you, too. I, you know, well, I just have to say, I was a fan of yours a thousand years ago, but it's just, you know, as the country moves through these horrible uh, gun massacres, you know, you speaking about your experience at, at Jonestown and at... Uh, you know, and then you you know you bravely talking about your abortion when this whole Roe v. Wade uh, travesty happened. It's just you empower so many women every day, and I just want you to know that that we are just so proud of you in California. You you are an amazing representative. Well, thank you. That's that means a lot coming from you. Um, it, I just I do my job right. Um, I I represent people and not political. Um, extremists and that's what the republican has become uh, it represents political extremists yeah absolutely right well got to get your first reaction to the president saying this he, you know i mean i know we we're still at the same you know problem with this filibuster but you know i do think that if you know joe manchin or whoever's going to say you know i was lied to by these supreme court justices who you know that we put on a lifetime seat then do something about it Exactly. Do something about it, it to codify Roe, right? It, it is. This is this is an easy ask, and for Joe Manchin, for Susan Collins, uh, who were betrayed. I mean, Susan Collins has notes from her conversations with Kavanaugh, who says, "I'm not a rock, rock the boat jurist," and it's 40 years of precedent. And then you have Gorsuch and and Kavanaugh, and I believe Comey Barrett as well, all saying that, you know, Roe versus Wade is settled law. It's decades and decades of precedent. Well, um, you can create a narrow waiver for the purposes of passing Roe into law, uh, because ostensibly that's what Susan Collins and Joe Manchin um, are concerned about. So at least Susan Collins, I can't speak for Joe Manchin, but um, we, we have to remember that the filibuster is not sacrosanct. It's not in the Constitution. It was a rule created in the 20th century. And frankly, it was amended a number of times in the 20th century. It used to be that you had to sit on the floor or stand on the floor and speak for 20 hours. Now all you have to do is put a hold on a bill. And it creates an environment so that you, you need 60 votes. It's no longer majority rules in the Senate. And it has become paralysis total paralysis. We can't get anything passed in the Senate once we pass it in the House unless it gets put into an omnibus bill, which is a, a mega bill that's got a lot of different issues in it. So, yeah, well, uh, I, you, President's and, right. Yeah. And you had said yesterday was a dark day, but there's a path forward. We must elect two more pro-choice senators willing to blow up the filibuster to codify Roe. I mean, again, I don't want to get happy in June, but obviously Senator Warnock is up 10 points now in Georgia. Thank God. Um, you know, Fetterman's looking very good. I mean, we it's very doable. But I keep saying I think we have to do all of the above by any means necessary. So put the pressure on now about the filibuster. If we can't get it done, get enough senators in so we can, right? One step at a time. That's right. And, you know, this is... 
this is so extreme as to not be believed. This is the first time in the history of our country that a right has been taken away. And it's been taken away um, from women in this country. It's like putting us, it's like taking our voting rights away. I mean, it's, it's that significant. Yeah. That means 36 million women who are of uh, childbearing age are not going to have access. Oh, dear. Oh, no. She's frozen. We've frozen. We have, <laughs> we have frozen Representative Jackie Spear and Amber. Oh, what a, what a horrible happening. Oh. Huh. Internet seems to be having issues right now. Is that now. me or is it? Okay. Um, I, okay, my internet came back. Oh, oh, there she is. I'm sorry. We lost you for a second. We lost you for a second. Go ahead. I said um, you might have noticed that yesterday Missouri uh, just announced one of their biggest hospitals, 165 satellite uh, facilities. They're not offering emergency contraception anymore. Yeah. So you can see how this erosion is going to become, you know, a landslide in short order. You said something, you know, again, I keep saying we have to, by any means necessary, help as many women as we can now, <laughs> filibuster on and not get enough senators in. I mean, one step at a time here. But you said Roe may be dead, but medication abortion used by 54% of women who have abortions is FDA approved, safe and effective, no clinic, no waiting, pass the word. That's going to be the next front in this battle. Talk to us about that a little. Right. So the most people don't appreciate that the morning after pill is not medication abortion. The morning after pill is something you can take when you've had unprotected sex as a, a means of, of making sure that um, there is no implantation. Um, the medication abortion is one that can be taken up to 12, maybe 11 to 12 weeks um, after you have been um, impregnated and it in which the um, actual, you know, embryo is on the side of the wall of your uterus. So, yes, it's 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 what we didn't have in the 70s. Um, it's what we do have today because of technology and advancements in pharmacology. And it is um, FDA approved since 2000. It's mifepristone. You take one pill to stop the growth of the egg, and then you take another pill to have it shed um, the yeah. egg. So, um, yes, it, it's... It's going, it's it's going to be the next. Well, it's it's considered abortion, so that right. is part of what is being banned. And Republicans, make no mistake, are trying to come for all of it. They're going to try to make sure women can't get that. They can't cross state lines. I mean, you know, as you said, today's Supreme Court decision is about ensuring women will never be equal. The Supreme Court has become an extreme weapon of the far right. I mean, we're going to have to fight on every front, aren't we? Well, we are, and and that's what's so. You know, it really takes my breath away to think that the Supreme Court now is in total control of the Federalist Society, which is, you know, basically the most extreme part. It's not even the Republican Party anymore. It, it is it is something fairly diabolical. They they really want to take women back to being uh, chattel. And that is where we're headed, because we do know that, you know, 54 percent or 59 percent of the women who actually get an abortion are already mothers. Yeah. They're mothers yeah. and they want to make sure they can take care of the kids they have. Now the Republicans are pro birth, but they are not pro life. Yeah. They're not about making sure that that those kids in low income families um, have food on the table or school lunch programs or any of the things that will sustain them. Um, they just want to make sure they're born. You know, 
your bravery on the House floor, as I said, was so inspirational. It, but even on Twitter, just such a great point. You said, my abortion saved my life. It allowed me to have another child, dedicate myself to public service. Most importantly, it was my decision. I'll never stop fighting for the one in four women who have an abortion. I mean, that's why this is such political earthquake. That number right there, one in four women. I mean, you know. This you, know is- you know, it's really interesting, Stephanie. I have had personal friends who I've known for decades who have never told me that they had an abortion and now are speaking about because it was, you know, it was so suppressed in most people's worlds that they were, um, they were ashamed about it. You know, what drives me crazy on this issue is that we don't talk about the impregnator at all. Yeah. I was saying you had that great idea about, you know, the impregnator should have to put up a $350,000 bond to make sure this child is taken care of. I mean, that's for life. Yeah. It takes two, you know? Yeah. It's not immaculate conception. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gay, and even I understand that. Now, <laughs> um, you know, you all, you made another great point just about the midterms. I'm sure you've seen, not to get happy, but there's been a 10-point swing toward Democrats just in the last few weeks. I, it will, and we'll get to January 6th in a minute. I think that's having a much bigger impact than people imagine. But I think Roe is, you just said we must make our voices heard this November, like our lives and the lives of our daughters and granddaughters depend on it because they do. And I think that is really going to hyperpower November, don't you? I mean, it, it, this is, you cannot go against what vast majorities of the American people want. I, I, I think we, we can't have minority rule forever. And I think what's interesting about this issue, polling shows that it's young men who are more uh, committed to uh, protecting Roe than even women. Yeah. Because they, I guess in some respects they appreciate the ramifications. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, child support starts at what, what percentage of your paycheck? I mean, this is yeah. not just a women's issue. I keep saying it, too. This is not a women's issue. This is everybody's issue. Um, let's talk about young woman. woman. You said Cassidy Hussigen. Hutchison, age 26, former aide to Mark Meadows, has more integrity, courage, and devotion to the Constitution than all the clowns known as the president's men combined. Um, that is really, I, I don't know your reaction, but even knowing as much as we know, I've been shocked by, by these hearings thus far. What, what is your reaction? Oh, they've been powerful, potent, um, and extremely well done. I mean, there hasn't been grandstanding. Uh, it, they've actually been uh, choreographed. Uh, extremely well. And unlike most hearings, most hearings turn into, you know, mud slinging and um, pontificating by members. This has not been the case at all. And it's, um, it's been very um, significant in that it's telling a story very uh, demonstrably. They tell you at the beginning of the hearing what they're going to hear during the hearing. They tell you at the end of the hearing what you've heard. and They already tip you off to what they're going to do next. And I think the obstruction of justice is going to play heavy in the next hearing because it appears that uh, Donald Trump has said his minions to people to tell them to shut up. And uh, that, of course, is obstructing justice. And Congresswoman, I can't, you know, I thought of you again because you talked about this on January 6th or shortly thereafter, your trauma having been through a gun massacre and now learning that they were armed. And Trump knew they were armed and aimed them at you and the, the other Congress people and the Capitol. I mean, you know, yeah, this could have gone so bad. Uh, we could have had, you know, truly a massacre in the U.S. Capitol. It it was that close. 
and lying on the floor in the gallery of the house when that gunshot rang out, I really thought it was over. Yeah. I just, there was this sense of resignation. And I remember just placing my cheek on the, the cold floor and thinking, I, I didn't die in Guyana. I didn't die in this foreign country. I'm going to die in what we call this tabernacle of democracy. It was, uh, I, I can't begin to tell you how how frightening it was. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine your trauma having been a member that has been through it already. I mean, I, ah, uh, you said you tweeted former General Michael Flynn pled the fifth when asked and he believed if he believed in the transfer, tr- peaceful transfer of power. You said, mind you, taxpayers are paying one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year for his pension. Why is he not being called back up and court martialed at the very I, least? I, I'm thrilled that you actually read my. Oh, my, my God, I read all of them. <laughs> but this is what's really interesting. Once you're a general, you could be called back into service at any time. Yeah. So you are expected to follow what's called the Uniform Code of Military Justice and obviously yeah. comply with the Constitution of the United States. Here is Michael Flynn, a, a two-star general, I believe, um, who said under oath that he was pleading the fifth as to whether or not he believed in a peaceful transfer of power in the United States. We as taxpayers pay a minimum of $160,000 a year in his pension. He shouldn't get a pension from no. the taxpayer. No longer someone who has taken an oath and will actually live by it. Yeah, this is a seditious conspiracy against the United States of America. And I I also like your tweets because they're funny. You just said, I'll never look at ketchup the same way. Um <laughs> Just the fact that there was as much talk about the 25th Amendment means Congresswoman, they know he's a dangerous lunatic that has no business with the nuclear launch codes. And I, I just I don't feel like Merrick Garland has a choice, as many you know people have said who are even on the committee on the January 6th committee. But to indict Donald Trump and to prosecute to the fullest attempt, uh, fullest uh, extent of the law. What is your take thus far on what we've seen? So Merrick Garland is a judge. He's he you know comes to the job as prosecutor from having been a judge. Yeah. So he is going to be meticulous in the case. And for those that think he's moving too slow, I mean, these kinds of cases take time. Yeah. And when we get word that he has just gotten a search warrant to um, check out Clark's um, home, and he was the one who was part of the conspiracy um, and was a he was a deputy AG on the environment, and President Trump was about to make him the acting attorney general of this country. Uh, be calling the former president a lunatic is, is not going too far. Um, but he's just recently has um, gone to Eastman's phone and gotten a search warrant yeah. to allow them to unlock that phone uh, by using facial yeah. recognition. So, yes, I think that he's building the case. And there has never been a stronger case, in my view. Yeah, I agree. Um, Congresswoman, always such an honor, honestly. Please come back uh, more, more often, if I'm not too creepy. Oh. <laughs> I would love to do In, in my adoration of you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Representative Jackie Spear of the great state of California. Thank you so much. Great to be with you, Stephanie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.